The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. say what we do for a living qualifies as a hard job. It's not a difficult line of work. I mean, we're living the dream, man. We sit here for two hours with one of our best friends, our brother from another. We're talking about whatever we right. want to talk about. Sports, right. pop culture, politics, Music. life, love, Parenting. religion, you know, anything, right? But mostly sports, because, you know, that's, that's our background. That's our professional background. But I say that because, man, it's like, you know, there's no shortage of great stories um, in sports every day. Some days are slower than others, but no shortage of topics. But nothing makes our job easier. We call this low-hanging fruit or fodder. Okay. Prefer. Nothing makes our job easier than the lists. Somebody else's lists. Prefer. Yeah, that's right. Put a list. You got a list. Oh my God. We got we like, got a Give show. me that. Say, like, give me that. List. That's like a real Like, give me that. Uh, lists. Put it in the show. Put it on the board. We get to pick apart a list. So. What you know about um, rebounding? What you know about rebounding? Anyway. Offensive rebounding in particular. My strong. Come on now. Um, used to be. But man, like lists, it's just so, it's just so easy, you know, because you because no especially loves them or hates them. Especially an NBA list. Nothing an NBA is list. like an NBA list, right? Um, because now, you know, you know why? Okay, let me just say, I, I want to get to the list here in a second. But I'll tell you why an NBA list stands out. Because in football, you're going yeah. over, if you'd say football players, you got all these different yeah. positions. Let's say who's the best yeah. football player. Well, I know this guy's the best quarterback. That's hard. Is a quarterback yeah. more important than a wide receiver? Is a wide receiver more important yeah. than a quarterback? Yeah. How do you measure it? Yeah. yeah. It's just too 100%. much. It's too much yeah. gradation. Yeah. Basketball, there it is. Basketball's bar- There it is. Basketball's barbershop is water cooler. It, it, and it never gets old. They're evergreen. You could drop a list out of left field any day of the week, twice on Sundays. It's like, uh, you know, you're absolutely right. It's, it, there are lists. And then there are NBA lists. That's a great distinction oh. you just made. That's a great distinction. And Here so we go. That, with that preamble out of the way, my former employer, ESPN, annually drops an NBA list of player rankings. But here's the tricky part. And it's been this way, and I don't know that people read the fine print. And by fine print, I mean the first sentence of the story. I don't know that people <laughs> right. pay attention to Probably not. That's no. not a, a career achievement list. It's not about somebody's body of work. 
It is a it's predictable. where you are right now. No, it's it's where yeah. you will be. It's not even where you it's are. Where now. you will be. It's where you will be for the upcoming season. Like literally, the first page, the first sentence says, the very first sentence because today was the fifty eleven list. It's called the fifty eleven list because it was players fifty through eleven. Um, yeah. And the top ten have yet to be released, which we're gonna have some fun with that in a second. But literally, the first sentence is we a second sentence we are ranking the top nba players for the 10th year who will be the best players this season not last season but this season and that trips people up all the time so what no 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 that's their fault let me can I just say that's it their is. fault it is. that's their fault yeah it is no that's it, espn's it fault oh, why because i'm oh, telling you why no i'm telling you why it's espn's fault what? when you do a list and and, and and writers don't want to hear this. When you do a list, just put the list down and get out the way. Because like, like, that's what I'm going to do. Don't try. What to I'm going to do, I hear you got a list. I'm just going to look at the list. I ain't going to read a word of it. I ain't going to read your logic. You're going to read the explanation? No, no, no. Who they got at number five, four and five? Who, like, who's at number like, 15, 18? I, I just want to know. I'm not going to read that first. I may come back to it, but I'm not going to read that first. But so, you got, but that's you got to read that first to understand what the list is. In order, in order to critique the list, you have to understand what the list is and what the purpose of the list is. And for that's me, no a list of top ten players in the NBA based on what they have done, it's not. There's nothing provocative about that. There's nothing interesting you know about that. Like go Why out. No, I mean, it's because it's kind of obvious in certain respects. No, it's not because you're always going to defer to who. We're well, because we're about then it becomes to see about, how obvious. It's not. Well, no, but we're about it, to see that. it becomes it becomes about championships. It becomes about, uh, you know, career accomplishments, MVP awards. To me, the better thought exercise, if I could, you know, increase the sophistication attached to this, the, the thought oh, exercise man. to me is trying to predict who is yeah, going to on. be the top players going, you know, by the end of next season. Because somebody on this show, <clears throat> once upon a time, I think it was like 2017, 2018, Somebody had Giannis at the top of the list before it was popular. Before he won his first MVP, I had Giannis Antetokounmpo as the best player in the league for that upcoming season. And I'm pretty sure... I need receipts. Soon thereafter, he won his first... I need receipts. It's somewhere. It's somewhere on the internet. I don't know where, but I called this a while ago. So we got 11 through 50. Um, I'm not going to go through, you know, all 11 through 50. I'll just kind of stick to, like, the people who stood out. I'll just give you a couple of people yeah, that stood or, out. Or, or maybe 11 through 11 through 20. Okay. So just to, you Roughly. know, just to kind of give you, okay, so I'll go quickly. 11 through 20 was, I think, the most interesting one. So 20 is Paul George. 19 is Zion Williamson. So they're predicting wow, that this high. year that's Zion will be 19. That's 18 is Donovan Mitchell. 17 is Devin Booker. 16 is Ben Simmons. So, so Suns and Sixers about to be interesting. 17 is Devin Booker, 16 is Ben Simmons, 15 is Chris Paul, 14 is Joel Embiid. Okay. 13, Bam Adebayo. Again, I like that way too going high. into this season. Yeah, way too hot. Man, you don't, you, you don't get it. You, you don't get it. You don't I get it. get it. You no, no. Get, you get, I get, get it. it. I know it's a projection. I got it. I got it. I okay. got it. All right, cool. I got it. 12 it's is, a projection. Okay. 12 is Jimmy Butler. I think it's, 12 it's, is Jimmy Butler. The, the projection is too aggressive. Come they're on, they're too high on say. him. Okay. Do All 13 right. and 12. Do 13 and 12 again. Thir- say it out loud. See if it like hurts your ear. Do 13 and 12? 
13 is Bam Adebayo. I'm going to stand out of the way. 13, Bam Adebayo. 12, Jimmy Butler. That bothers you again. That's stupid. 11, 11, Jason Tatum. Aggressive. Very aggressive. Yeah. For Jason Tatum to be 11 is aggressive to you? Yeah, that is. I mean, it is. Look, I, okay. hey, I'm a big Jason Tatum fan. He third team all NBA this year. 11, um, yeah, that's way up there. I think that list, okay, if this is why you shouldn't. Just, just so wait, you know, outside, real quick, real quick, real quick. Outside right. the top 20, again, going into this year, this is, this is where I, I, this, I'm, I'm going to annoy you right quick. Just before you make, don't, don't lose Go your ahead. point. Go ahead. And 21 is Go Jamal ahead. I, I've Murray. Seen it. 21 is Jamal Murray. Right. After the playoffs he had last year, that's wild. 22 Behind is Chris Bradley Paul. Beal. Behind Chris Paul. Yeah. 22 is Bradley Beal. Okay. Too low. Um, some other people who jump out. Kyrie's 25, which you probably say that's too high, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he annoys me, but that's too low for him. This is gonna this is gonna bother you. Trey Young is 29. I know how much you feel about how, how, how high you are on Trey Young. I love him. John Morant's 31. Uh, Gordon Hayward made the top 50. He's 45. Okay. Okay. Once this again. one is really going to piss you off. Before you make your point, right. this one's going to this was going to grind your gears. All right, go ahead. Russell Westbrook is 36. They have him as the 36th best player in the league. Going uh, that he'll be the 36th best player in the NBA this year. So go ahead, go ahead and rip that apart. Uh, no, and just then one more. We're going to talk about the top give me, 10. Give me 30. Give me 35 and 37 before. Uh, oh, you want, oh, you want right context? Before, um, yeah, right before and right after. In terms after of the people around. Uh, gotcha. Okay. Let me scroll to it real quick. 35. Yeah. Jalen Brown's 32, by the way. 35 is Chris Middleton. And 37 is Marcus Smart. So Russell Westbrook is between Chris Middleton yeah. and Marcus Smart. I mean, like, the 2020, and I know these guys. 2021 like, season. Like, this, this is a city I live in. Okay, it's a city I live in. I know these guys. Marcus Smart and, and, and Russell Westbrook. I mean, really? Jay, so Jalen Brown so. is a better. Jalen Brown is a better player than Russell Westbrook. He's this going season, to be. But for this season, yeah, that, that's what that's what the experts are saying. All right. It's this is what I don't understand, though. I don't yeah. understand how Gordon Hayward can miss fifty-four percent of his games to be on this list. But okay, that's beside the point. Uh, <laughs> let's go up to the top. Let's go up to the top uh, fifteen, top twenty. Yeah. What is it about Chris Paul? Is it Chris Paul's diplomacy? Is it his standing in the league? You know, president of the Players Association. Is it the commercials? What is it about Chris Paul that makes people push him? even further than he really should be. Is it the career? That sounds like a... That it, sound, did you, are you about to use the O word? Please don't use the O word in reference to Chris Paul. Please don't. Um, please don't say that. Is, is, he, is he overrated? Uh, he probably is. He probably is. No. And that's not... No. But, but see, oh, I knew you were going to do that. That's why I, I kind of tiptoed into it. I tiptoed mm, into overrated. Overrated being... Over, if I say you're overrated, it doesn't mean you're not a great player. Gotcha. But maybe your greatness can be exaggerated. And I think his greatness has been exaggerated, especially at this stage of his career. He was wow. an all-star last I mean, year, took the Thunder to the playoffs. I know he was an all-star last, last year. year. All-star. And the projection is that he is going to elevate Devin Booker and DeAndre Ayton in Phoenix. You're never going to get me to say a bad word about the point guard. So we're going to have to agree to disagree there. I don't I know why. I want to get into the top 10. 
You don't, you don't know why you're not going to get me to say a bad word about one of the greatest point guards to ever play the game? Yeah. Okay. I don't want to get too off track debating uh, number Okay, 15. go ahead. Go ahead. No, don't. Uh, hey. We'll, we'll, we'll come back. This year, this year when he's elevating the Suns and people sweating Chris Paul, we can come back to this. We can revisit this. You'll, you'll, you'll come around. I think once upon a time, Anthony I think Davis number, was the loser of the year. I think number you twenty-two. Around. You'll come around. I think number twenty-two on the list, who should be uh, like eight spots higher, is the guy who's. You got this joint memorized. Anyway, go you got this joint memorized. Who's twenty-two? Look, man, I just, I just this one. Oh, Brad, this, Brad, this oh Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal should be. Yeah, he should probably be higher. Yeah, probably. Okay, no. Okay, who is? Where was Devin Booker? <laughs> seventeen. <laughs> Booker is seventeen. Okay, again, this is important. This is, this is great. But this is what it's all about. This is great. This is fun. I love this. I'm glad we started here. I'm glad we started here. Okay, so what I want to do was I want to kind of get ahead of. I want to get more bang for my buck out of this here list, and yeah. I want to get ahead of the release of the top ten. I like it. Okay? Let's do it because we get to pick apart my top ten again. The top ten. By the end of this season, where they're going for to. this season, what they're going to be this get year. Right. Everybody knows. And then when they release their top 10, we could pick that apart too. All right. So you ready? Without further right, ado. Let's go. Michael Smith's top 10 players for the 2020-21 season. Because the Lakers are going to win this 10. thing again. I love you, oh, I'm going to get to him in a second. Oh, I'm going to get to him in a second. Love it. Because the Lakers are going to get... Now, these are just the ones that ESPN left over. Just to be clear, I am using the people that they left to be, you know, to, to, be, to remain in the top 10. Process of, elim- right. of elimination. Okay. okay? So okay. that's all. So I mean, we could argue about who belongs in the top 10, but this is who is left according to ESPN. And for the this most part, I think they right. got it right. By the end of the year, like the it. Lakers will repeat. They'll go back to back. The King is still the best player and will be the best player until further notice. No argument. AD is number two. Giannis, the reigning MVP and defensive player of the year. We'll talk about him maybe later in the show. I don't see him. I mean, he he might still be MVP, you know. I want to separate the Luka. I want to put two. I want to put Giannis. Hold on. Let me get get through it real quick. Because the only person I really want to focus on, I just want to focus on a couple of sections. The six, seven, and eight section is the respect section. That's the put some respect on your name section. Like, you know, Kawhi, he hears us putting the failures of the Clippers at his feet. He's not saying anything because they don't say anything. But he hears that. And once upon a time, he was the best two-way player in the league. And I don't know that it's changed that much with all due respect to Giannis being defensive player of the year. He was not the he best. He was the best two-way player, player in the league. No, he was. You wasn't. disagree with everything, Michael? Today is Wednesday. I'm just saying, today like, was Wednesday. We come disagree on, with don't Wednesday. Just throw this stuff out. Like, don't oh, no, just throw this stuff out there. Kawhi I'm not was the best out there. Kawhi Leonard was the. He was the did best two-way player in the league. Did LeBron, LeBron ever retire? Kawhi Leonard. Oh my God! You just derailed every conversation with your madness, Michael. Go ahead. That's a fact. Okay. That's not conjecture. Don't make ridiculous comments. Go ahead. How is that ridiculous that once upon a time the claw Keep going. was... Keep going. You're derailing. You're making ridiculous Go comments. So, Go ahead. But my point is, Steph coming off injury, people like you writing off the Warriors, KD coming off the Achilles, that's the respect section. But the one I just want to highlight, if I may momentarily, now I'm going to speak your language because we've been talking for a while about Dame Lillard coming for his respect. Now, LeBron said at the end of the finals last year, I want my damn respect. Everybody has been lauding the Blazers offseason. I'm watching videos of Dame Lillard shooting logo threes, 
half court threes talking about incorporating that in his game. So I think this is a year where Dame Lillard, who I believe, there it is, right on time. I, well, I believe Dame Lillard, nice. who has averaged 25 points a game for five straight seasons, if there is an underrated conversation to be had for, for a, an understood superstar, you can have it around Dame Lillard. If you want to throw out the U word, which I think is overused, you want to talk about underrated, okay, I'll let you have it for Dame Lillard. But the postseason, uh, excuse me, the offseason that the Blazers had, Dame Lillard's gonna, gonna take that leap into the top five conversation this year. He's my five. You saw I had Luca at four, no explanation necessary. Before I focus in on the bottom of the list, the very bottom of the list, any other problems you have other than arguing with the obvious that once upon a time Kawhi Leonard was the best two-way player in the league and he might still be? You got any other issues with my perfect list? No, he wasn't. I mean, you know, you know, Kawhi, it, it, can I just say, I, I do have a, a, a problem with And let me just stress this. Let me just stress this. If, in case this ends up on YouTube, I don't know if Parker end up on YouTube. This is my top is. 10. This is my top 10. What they go the season. This season. I, not body of work. This stop season. No, pe bruh, people slow out here. People be people so just out. All they see so is the what? pictures. They read the headlines. They read Michael okay. Smith's top 10 NBA players and think I'm putting, you know, Kawhi Leonard. You know, I'm just trying to make sure everybody understands context here. But go ahead. What's your problem with Okay. That? Listen. Before I get to my question, not necessarily a problem, my question for your list, on your list. Uh, I just want to point out that the, the beauty of this, you know, one year, Kawhi was the finals MVP over, I think, 2014, the first time he got it, Sounds where right. the Spurs just crushed the, uh, the, uh, the, the Miami Heat, they crushed him. Yep. And he was like, oh, Kawhi, and he shut down LeBron. You know, LeBron averaged 27 in that series and shot 50% from the field, but over 50% from the field, but he gets the finals MVP because he shut down LeBron. I'm just saying, it's just like, we kind of overstate who people are based on the NBA finals. He got the Bro, finals I'm about MVP. To his you. team. I'm about to, dis I'm about to disrespect you. I'm, about to, I'm just telling you. Okay, listen to me. You know how people say no disrespect and then they disrespect? Come I'm on, not about to do that. Come on. I'm about to disrespect you. Do you watch basketball? Go ahead. Do you watch basketball? Maybe. Because if you're too busy writing books, I would understand that. It takes a lot of time to write New York Times bestsellers. If you yeah. don't, if you don't allow for the fact that Kawhi Leonard was for sure and may still be the best two-way player in the NBA, then you ain't watch, you don't watch basketball. Okay, but see, that's a that's why it's such a ridiculous comment. Because you said it's not ridiculous. Way. You could disagree you without it being way. ridiculous. Like so, if you make the case for his defense, then you gotta come back to his offense, and he Which ain't is never been. He ain't never been the best at both. He has not. Period. Dot. No two Idiot. way. Wait, best two way player does not mean that you're the best on offense What's and mean? defense. What's two way? You're the best when you put the two together. Okay. When you combine well, your he offense has not with been defense. Putting the two together, he's never been the best. But anyway, I don't want to talk about him. I don't want to talk <laughs> yeah, about you him. do. <laughs> I don't. Not yet. Yeah, this is what I want to talk about. Okay. Wait, Am wait, I wait of hold time? on, hold on. Hold on. Wait, no, we don't have any more lot of time. No, we you do. We got, little... it. we got 48 seconds. Listen, I just want to say real quick. No, we don't, 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 throw no, don't, throw no, don't throw no grenades in 48 seconds. Let me ask you a question, don't, and you answer the question later. It. Okay, all right, cool. Can I ask you a question? Yes, you'll answer yes, later. 
My yeah. question for you is, uh, based on your, your ranking of KD and Steph, are you suggesting that they're not going to come back themselves from injury? Because if they were to come back as themselves, they'd be higher than yep. seven or eight. That's, that's fair. That's my question. That's fair. Don't it, answer it now. It was a, throw the list up one more time before we go to break, G. Is, that's, that's a fair question, and thank you for asking. Um, one is the top of the list is more reflective of just the regard with which I hold the top five or six for that matter. The Katie, to your Katie and Steph question, it's just because I don't know, you know what I mean? Steph's a little older and it's, it's hard to crack that top five, six anyway. Uh, we got to see how that team performs, especially without Clay. And KD is coming off an Achilles. That's why I say that's the respect section. I'm putting them over arguably the best center in the league and, and, and Nikola Jokic because of who they are, what they've done, and how much faith I have that they will come back. But I still had to, you know, I still had to have a top six. So I didn't put, but you're right. Steph and KD could end up higher. But let's take this break. We, when we, maybe when we come back or maybe later, I'm going to focus in on number 10 because I was making a statement by putting Harden, who for a while has been consensus top five, by putting him at number 10. I think he's got three straight scoring titles, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that. He's got an MVP, but he's number 10. And anybody that wants that spot, you're welcome to it. <laughs> Justin and so good. Thousands of summer deals at your Nordstrom Rack store. Save up to 60% on new arrivals from Vince, Rag & Bone, Adidas, Joe's, Marc Jacobs, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. But hurry for first dibs. Get your summer favorites up to 60% off at Nordstrom Rack today. Great brands, great prices. That's why you rack. For 25 years, Mike's has been making lemonade the hard way. Mike's Hard Lemonade. Hard days deserve a hard lemonade. Mike's is hard. So is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium all beverage with flavors. All registered trademarks used under license by Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The doctor is in, Dr. Jason Johnson, joining us with the fire. I can't call it an ugly Christmas sweater because Tommy is my boy. Here that's we go. A, yeah, Here we go. That's a really good Christmas sweater. That's that's well well played. Well played. Uh, not well played. Oh, oh, you about to get this work off Ooh. top. We ain't saving no, it for the end this no. time. Ooh. We ain't saving it for the end. We ain't saving it for the end. What happened to your boys? What happened to your against the Giants, dog? What happened to your boy at the crib, dog? What's happening? This is this is every once in a while. You slip up and somebody snatches your chain in front of your girl. It just happens. <laughs> it just happens. <laughs> Sometimes you just you're just talking too much smack, and, and that one cousin at Thanksgiving just takes you out on the front you porch and just puts puts the smack down in front of grandma and all your little cousins and everything. Bro, y'all lost the cool what boy. happened to the Seahawks. <laughs> 
Bro, y'all lost but, the Colby but Colby Coy. Moore, who hadn't won a game in six years. Hadn't won a game in six terrible. years. It's just terrible. Just, just, just like Barkley. Terrible. Terrible with a U. Like, there's no excuse for it. I can't, I can't, I can't take Russell out of it. The, the, those two turnovers were killer and unnecessary. The defense, ironically, I don't know what kind of pie chart graph of like the defense is playing great and now the offense has just gone to trash. But that's okay. That's okay because I still don't believe in Jared Goff and we still have a rematch in week 16. So I still have faith that the Seahawks can win the division and go one and done like they usually do in the playoffs because Pete Carroll won't innovate. See, I was just about to go there. I was going to ask you if you think uh, if you think the Seahawks can win the conference, but you've already you've already conceded. You've actually you have actually conceded. Oh, oh! Look, I, I've said all along. I've said all along that the Seattle Seahawks, unless there is a massive change in the offensive coaching philosophy, because I still don't trust Ken Norton. This defense is improving. I still don't trust Ken Norton. Unless there is a massive change in their offensive philosophy. They will never, like I said, if Russell Wilson is Tim Duncan. This is a guy who can score 40 points a game, but when he does, the team loses. The coach's philosophy just doesn't work well. So they're going to make the playoffs. They may still win their division, but they're going to beat one team and then they're going to get knocked out. But like I said, as, as, as conferences go, as teams go, I'd rather have Russell than, 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 than Jared Goff, who's terrible. I, I'd rather have him than Jimmy Broken Knees Garoppolo. I'd rather have him than Kyler sinking down lower every single week. Murray, what was that? What was Churches. that? Kyler Murray had a couple of weeks ago. Churches. Now it's nothing. Now it's nothing. Look so, you. you know, Look Kyler Murray. Just like a politician. Just like a political science. to a scientist. Go ahead and pivot. Go ahead and pivot. <laughs> We're not gonna talk about like at least my quarterback better than y'all's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and I will add what I what I say last time. I said Carson Wentz needs to be benched. And what happened? It's Wentzmas time. He's gone, and now we got Jalen Hurts. So see, I was right on that one too. I know my quarterback. <laughs> I know my quarterbacks. <laughs> you also know your politics, brother man. And um <laughs> Speaking of building teams, let's talk about this uh, this cabinet that Joe Biden is putting together. Last time we had John, we talked about uh, various groups and their concerns that, that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were not appointing uh, minorities to the highest level right. of their cabinets. And sure enough, we got our retired Army General Lloyd Austin uh, being nominated for Secretary of Defense. Marsha Fudge nominated for HUD Secretary. You're shaking your head. Is it because you don't see him going through confirmation given that Democrats are already saying they don't want to make another exception for somebody who's less than seven years retired from active duty, as is the rule. So you don't see uh, Lloyd Austin uh, making making history here. So there's a couple of things. HUD, you, you had a great HUD secretary under the Obama administration who also ran for president. I, I think Julian Castro, uh, the, the work he did about housing, the work he did for people coming out of incarceration for housing was absolutely amazing. I really, it's nothing against Marsha Fudge, right? I, I, I would have preferred her to be Ag Secretary than, than, than Biden picking Vilsack. Ag Secretary also controls housing, also controls food stamps, a really, really important position when you're talking about the needs of black people. Okay, Joe Biden decided he didn't want to go there. Lloyd Olson, it's the same sort of situation. 
we went through, we barely survived, right? We're still counting down the days of Trump's out of office. We barely survived four years of a President Trump who basically said the rules don't matter. I'm going to accept people to be judges who barely passed the bar. I'm going to put people in the administration who have no foreign policy experience. I'm going to give security clearances to members of my family who lied. All of this bit by bit, breaking down the rules to just put in who you want. That's what we have with this Secretary of Defense situation. It really matters. Now look, you can make the argument, what's the difference between four years and seven years? I agree. I don't think that you should be able to serve unless you've been out of the military for at least a decade. But the idea that this is supposed to be a restorative administration and the first big selection you make, you're already trying to bend the rules like the previous administration, that is a bad precedent to set. I think there's someone else they can find to fill that role since it has nothing to do with qualifications. Jason, uh, why don't we have more Republicans saying the obvious that Donald Trump lost the election? Uh, because they're a bunch of liars. And also because because they're still afraid. Right. This is this is this whole thing. They, they believe that Trump is like the political version of Omar is coming for years. They're like, oh, if I say something, <laughs> Trump is coming. Omar is coming. And everybody got to hide. Everybody got to jump out a window. But he's not. He can't do anything Walking anymore. Walking down the street whistling. <laughs> just whistling. And cats just running. Just running and everything. You know, full, full, full black coat in the 90 degree heat in the summer. Look, that's what everybody thinks Trump is. And they're afraid to admit the obvious. And here's the dumb part about it increasingly, and we see this in Georgia, you've got local people who are like, look, I counted it four times, five times. I used an abacus, a protractor, uh, you know, a Jenga board, a Ouija board. I've done everything possible. It is clear Donald Trump lost this particular state. So you have local Republicans who are being stepped on by national Republicans over something that is obvious to everybody. And these people, they're going to have egg on their faces on January 20th. Like I said, Trump going to go to the White House. His key card ain't going to work. He's going to try and have somebody else wave him in. They're going to say, yo, I can't really let you in no more. You don't really live here. He's going to go through that whole embarrassing process. He's going to try and sneak in with Uber Eats. It's not going to work. Get out of the White House. January 20th, your job is done. The rest of the Republicans are just accepted. Let's stay in Georgia, man. You just mentioned it. So a lot happened over the weekend. Yes. Uh, John Ossoff debated an empty lectern because David Perdue didn't show. Um, Raphael Warnock might as well have debated an empty lectern Oh, my uh, gosh. Because Kelly Leffler, I mean, I, soulless, mindless, heartless. I mean, she was a robot. I mean, all she did was say radical liberal. I mean, over and over. It was incredible. So you have that combined with Trump predictably going to a rally and making it about him. How much more damage did Trump's campaign rally, coupled with those two debates, do to the GOP's chances of retaining those Senate seats in Georgia January 5th? Or did you see it that way? Did it not do damage? You don't know. So it's kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, did, did it matter that much more that Des Bryant had COVID after the rest of the Ravens were already sick? Because that's that's the Republican <laughs> Party right now. Like, like How'd you do this, that? The virus, the, <laughs> that's pretty impressive. The virus all the headlines in here. It's we don't, we don't need to do the rest of the show. You've already covered Carson Wentz and Des Bryant within these conversations. <laughs> On fire. Go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going, man. Keep so, going. So, 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 they're, so they're, they're already in trouble, right? There's already this internal battle of them attacking each other. And I'll, I'll break down, in, in particular, why this ends up mattering. 
it's not about the debates, right? As a political scientist, I can tell you, debates don't really matter. They don't change anybody's yeah. vote, especially in a runoff, right? I mean, you, if, you're, if your candidate embarrasses themselves, you might not put their sign out on your front porch, but that's about it. <laughs> but Donald right. Trump's rallies, Donald Trump's rallies, we've seen all the data. They actually depress turnout. Right. People have Trump show up. Folks get sick. They catch COVID. And then the other side, the Democrats get more enthusiastic. So I don't think the rally helped. Look, I watched Ossoff debate at Empty Table. I thought it was hilarious. It reminded me of that Charlton Heston thing from a couple of years ago when he was yelling at a chair. And we're like, this man looks like he seriously needs some help, some Alzheimer's medicine or something. This is a shame. It's sad. And then with Warnock and and Leffler, here's the thing. It's like it's like it's like Kanye. How could you be so heartless? Like I have never seen I have seen. Madame Tussaud wax models that had more yeah. passion than Kelly Leffler. Yeah. It was the strangest thing. And, she, and she looked like her body had been had been taken like like an alien life form was controlling yes. her. Like because it wasn't we know we both do TV. We all do TV. You know what it looks right. like when you're reading prompter. She looked right. like programmed. It was kind of frightening. It was the strangest thing I was expecting. She had turned around and had like a matrix hook in the back of her head. It would have made a lot more sense given how she was behaving. (laughs) Because at the end of the day, like I at least want to believe it. If you say Reverend Raphael Warnock is a radical liberal who's going to take your guns and, and promote gay marriage on wedding cakes and destroy America. Can you at least act like you believe that? Like she didn't really right. sound like she believed it. That's that's part yeah, of like somebody made like somebody made like you, she looked like she was being held for ransom. We couldn't see the person with the proverbial right. gun in her hand, but she looked like she was being forced to say this. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Proof of life debate. Proof of life debate. It's so clear. It's so clear. A lot of them just haven't been to black churches. You know, like, listen, hey, this is, you You using that in your political ad? Hey, he just trying to get warmed up. This is about the clothes about to come. You know what I mean? Oh, oh, you yeah, left yeah. out the it, good part. It, it, it's not only that, but here's the thing, Holly. It's like, nobody really cares, right? Like, if you look, if you're the kind of person who's worried about Reverend Wright from like 12 years ago, if you care about that today, you already weren't voting for a Democrat. It's like you might already who was the, the comedian, uh, Jeff Foxworthy, you might already be a Republican. Right. If you're worried about right. defund the police, you already might be a Republican. None of these things ended up making a difference. But here's here's where Georgia really, really gets complicated because of debates and because of Trump right now in that state. You got a four way shootout. Right. You got Trump saying, I don't believe you. And I want a second, third, fifth hand count with Braille. Right. You got. Brian Kemp saying, I've done all I can. I can't stand no more. And then Brian Kemp is looking at Leffler sidewise because he's like, wait a minute. I appointed you to this job and now you throw me under the bus. None of these people like each other anymore. And that does not help turnout in Georgia. My people down there, even the most cynical Georgia analysts that I know, the activists and the organizers down there are saying they just might pull this off for Ossoff and Warnock because the Republican infighting is not going to end anytime soon. All right, Your lips hey, God's Jason, ears. I'm going to tell you, I, I don't know uh, if, you, if you've ever done this, but when you offer condolences to somebody, don't mm-hmm. say this. I'm so sorry for your loss. By the way, can, I, can you do me a favor? No, you're right. supposed to be there. You're not supposed to be asking for favors when you're offering condolences. That's just like some etiquette here. I, I know maybe people don't talk about that enough. What is Donald Trump trying to do and why, again, are people just sitting there like, oh, yeah, go, yeah, go for it. Like, there's some people like Jim Jordan in Ohio and others are saying, don't right. concede, keep doing it. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, here's the thing. First off, um, no one should ever trust anything that Jim Jordan has to say. Obviously, he doesn't pay very much attention to things that happen right in front of him, like when he was a coach. So his observations and his ethics under any and all circumstances should never be trusted. But here's the thing. The folks who were running around and telling Donald Trump, continue on this crazy chasing windmill situation that you have, they all think somehow, some way. And this is the same thing that happened in the primary in 2016. They think that when Trump eventually recognizes that he can't win, that somehow all of his followers will support them because they've been loyal. This, it don't work that way. Trump is a singular entity. And when he's not on the ballot and he's not there, a certain group of Republicans just don't care anymore. So I don't care if you're Ted Cruz, who's completely rolled over and said, yeah, Donald Trump made fun of my father, called my wife unattractive, but I'm still his boy. I'm sorry, they still won't love you, Ted. The same thing with Jim Jordan, the same thing with the rest of it. It's like, I don't know why these guys are lying to themselves, but here's, here's what we're going to see. Like I said, if this ends up being a situation where Warnock and Ossoff ending up winning, you will see a split in the Republican Party because the loss of the Senate will absolutely yeah. devastate their ability to act on any of their policies or any of their ideology anymore. And that could happen in just a couple of weeks. Um, Michael and I, yesterday, we talked a little bit about this. want to get your thoughts on it. So I'm sure you saw this or just know it. We, we know it historically. I mean, even if we don't, as, as black men, as black people, we don't have to read this to know this, but let's just put some okay. numbers to it for the masses. So uh, according to a December report from the Pew Research Center, um, fewer than half of black Americans say they would get a coronavirus vaccine compared with 63% of Hispanic people and 61% of white people. I just saw today, as a matter of fact, I hope I get this right, that even over in the UK, people who have a history of severe allergies had a, a, an adverse reaction uh, to the Pfizer vaccine. But just staying with you know black people in our in our traditional and uh, you know understood distrust of both the medical profession and the federal government, just you as a black man, or even just your loved ones, your family, where are you on whether or not you will uh, line up to take the vaccine when it's available? So I will say right here, right up front, with all the smart doctors who I've spoken to, and, and I, I was guest hosting on MSNBC the last couple of weeks, I had several doctors that I would talk to them both on and off camera to get background information on this. There is absolutely no way that I would be in the first round of COVID testing. I wouldn't. Number one, because we're going to have limited amounts of resources. We're going to have limited number of people who can actually get the vaccine. And therefore, I think it should definitely go to frontline workers. It should go to police officers. It should go to EMTs. It should go to the people who are being forced to work a Panera right now in order to pay rent. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. I wouldn't want to take a resource away from other people who are going to need it. Number two, African-Americans who are dying at a higher rate. Remember, I told you guys this, black people are dying of COVID at a higher rate than we died during the middle passage of slavery. 22%, 22% of COVID deaths are black people. This is wiping out an NFL league and NBA leagues worth of black people, you know, almost, almost every other month at this point, where we're talking about these death rates. So these are horrific numbers. However, however, because we cannot be sure as to what the side consequences of these vaccines can be, I can understand a population that had limited access to the initial testing being skeptical. Yeah. So, you know, hey, hit me at the second wave. I'll take it, right? But hit me at the second wave. And I'll also add this, because this is going to be a real key, oppressive moment that's going to happen. Probably check your watch around this time next year. You're going to have enough vaccine available that you're going to have employers start to say, you can't work unless you take the vaccine. That's the next mm. battle. And I strongly, mm. and I have certain libertarian leanings, 
I fight against mm-hmm. that. You got to tell me I can wear a mask, PPE. You can't force me to take a vaccine in order mm-hmm. to keep my job so I can live. Not not in certain positions. You want to do the military, you want to do cops, that's fine. So, so yeah, yeah. I, I think the black people are legitimately skeptical, and for good reason. Right. For good reason. And I, I, and I wish more people understood that. Instead of, you know, balking or, 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 or you know, pointing the finger for that skepticism, understand the root of it. Understand the yeah. why. Understand the history behind it. Yeah, yeah I, I understand the root of it and the history, but then, okay, then what, what do we do with it? That's why I, I appreciate, Michael, yeah. you asked uh, Doc Johnson, what are you going to do? Right, and, right. And Doc says so, he's going to so take it. it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it in the second wave. I would have no problem taking it in the second wave, but I also think this. What we can do as a people, what Black people need to be doing now, and what Black people need to be doing with, with, with greater care and greater concern is doing the basic things we can control. Stop visiting people for the holidays. I ain't gonna call people you mean, out, but I know a lot of people you mean who stop, are visiting for the holidays. Wait, do you mean you mean don't hold out from your NBA team? Don't go to Lil Baby's <laughs> birthday party and give him a bag of honey buns, and then don't go to Vegas and party with no mask on. You mean that kind of stuff? We need yes, to not do. That, you mean that, that kind yeah, of basic yeah, yeah, common yeah. sense? Yeah, that kind of common yeah, sense yeah. behavior. Stop, yeah, stop right, going right, to party. Right. Stop going because because the rise in numbers that we're seeing right now in New York, uh, throughout Florida, throughout the state of California is simply the wave of COVID cases is two weeks from Thanksgiving, a week and a half from Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Everybody went home. Everybody said it'll be fine. Let me get some pumpkin pie. Let me get some apple pie. Let me play some Uno. Let me watch some bad football. And then suddenly two weeks later, you're sick. We aren't doing enough of the things we need to do to control our own safety. I can't I don't walk outside my house without a mask on, for real. Like, I go to my backyard, and then I may take it off if there's nobody else there. Walking to and from my car, I always wear a mask. That's what we need to do. Put masks on children. I mean, I see people at the grocery store all the time, and their kids are just kind of running around. I'm like, what are you thinking? Like, if we are more susceptible to this disease than other people, we need to make sure that we are taking all the steps possible because we know the government's not going to look out for us because it never has. Word. Word. Look, Doc Johnson, uh, before we let you go, I know you are plenty busy, so I'm not trying to get you uh, any other jobs. You're, you're well <laughs> positioned. But, hey, but tell, but tell us, you, you already mentioned it, hosting. You are hosting uh, yes. you know, MSNBC, yes. Joy yes. Reid's program. So yes. what, what was that yes. like? Uh, it was great. It was great. Look, y'all, y'all are the, the super smart professionals and and doing this sort of thing. But uh, yeah, I was very fortunate. Uh, Joy had me guest host her show. I'm going to be guest hosting later on this month. I'm actually going to be guest hosting this Saturday for Joshua Johnson. Joshua Johnson, not Jason Johnson. Uh, tonight, eight to ten p.m. Uh, <laughs> That'll be fun. Eight to ten p.m. Uh, Eastern on MSNBC. And hey, it's great, you know. Uh, and, and and I got to say this, and they don't, they don't pay me to say this, but it's real. Uh, the, the new president of MSNBC, uh, the head of NBC, Cesar Conde, uh, the, the promotion of Rashida Jones as being the first African-American yes. woman to be president of a network. These yes. are amazing changes, and they show that racial reckoning isn't just talk, right? You can actually start putting black and brown faces, faces in positions of editorial influence. Uh, and I'm, yes. I'm happy to be yes. a part of that. I'm happy for the work I've been able to do. And shout out to uh, Tiffany Cross and Jonathan Capehart, whose shows are going to be premiering uh, Saturday and Sunday on MSNBC. What a time. No, you're absolutely right. We talked about Rashida Jones yesterday. That That's that's the next frontier. You're absolutely right, brother. Hey, man. It was fun, as always. Um, we'll see if we get to troll you about your squad uh, next week. But you can't prepare. And we will. I'm feeling very good. It's the Jets. <laughs> 
If I'm gonna tell y'all, if they lose to the Jets, I'm not coming back. I'll just, oh, I'll oh, just skip. I'll just skip well, next I week. Think, listen, I know they fired Greg Williams. I think the Jets made it clear what their priority is right now. Okay, yes. <laughs> like, you ain't got to, even if they're losing to the Jets. That's not how I will end up. Don't worry. You're good. You're good at least for one more. If moment. Seattle scores under 30 points, we still count it as a loss as Seahawks fans. I just want that clear. If anything under 30 points, it's still a loss. So that's but, but again, terrible. I'm gonna be watching the Jalen Hurts show this weekend. So that's I'm more concerned with Jalen Hurts for me. That that's a real arrogance, man. Y'all scored 12 points against the Giants. Now you try to talk about 30 against the Jets. <laughs> I don't want to hear this violence. That's black on black violence, Holly. That's black on black Take violence. What you I don't can need that. Take what you can get. All, All right, right Doc. Thank Always you so much, brother. The time and the we'll talk to you next week. See you guys. Be good. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Lace up your boots, ladies and gents. The Duttons are back. Yellowstone Season 3 starring Kevin Costner is streaming now exclusively on Peacock. Whether you're a newcomer to the ranch or a seasoned pro, you do not, trust me, want to miss this epic season. Stream all three seasons now. Uh, Mike. Yes, sir. Um, you know, I've seen, uh, I've seen some pictures, man, of you on Instagram uh, in the last couple of weeks. Is you as, as a young fella coming up in the East, New Orleans. You're a pretty handsome dude, man. You're a pretty handsome dude back then. I appreciate it. Appreciate, um, <laughs> appreciate it. Appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. you Thank you very much. Yeah. But I, you know, I, I'm guessing that you didn't get too many, uh, you didn't get broken up with too much coming Never. up. Now. Never. Now me? I yeah, I was broken up with a couple of times. And I'll tell you how you the the worst way to break up with somebody is just just load them up with compliments. Oh, you know, you're so smart and you're so kind. And you know what? You're going to make somebody happy. And I still believe in you and you're going to do this. And I've never felt this way before. Okay, all this stuff. Why am I leaving? Why did, why did I get kicked out of the club in? If I'm so right. great, why are you breaking up right. with me? And if I'm Carson Wentz, I'm thinking that today as I hear Doug Peterson run his mouth 
about, hey, Carson can still be exceptional. He can still be a franchise guy. As I'm, I'm, I'm going to be watching Jalen Hurts take my job and start in my game on Sunday versus the Saints. So I don't want to hear it. I think it's just lip service. And I probably need to talk to my agent about my next stop because Philadelphia is not it. What do you think? I love that you took it to relationships because that's always where my mind goes. And given that Doug Peterson has always said, and I think he even said it again this week, uh, he's married to Carson Wentz. So let's do that. Let's give, they need some relationship counseling right now. Their relationship is on the rocks. So let's give it to them, shall we? Um, I'm going to tell you, required reading is The Athletic. Inside Carson Wentz's fall from face of the Eagles franchise to bench by Zach Berman is really well done if, if you have uh, access to The Athletic. They do great reporting in general. But a really deep and comprehensive dive into his, the history of this relationship from their infatuation with him ahead of the draft, to trading up to get him, to giving him the extension, to just the overall organizational philosophy that Howie Roseman wants to have, which is that they are a, they're, they're a QB factory. They're a QB developer, you know? Which is why they drafted Jalen Hurts, which wasn't a surprise to Carson Wentz, but why they drafted him in the second round. You know, a good backup quarterback, which they knew they needed because... You know, Nick Foles, as we well know, took him to the Super Bowl in 2017. So, Michael, you've been married. I've been married for 15 years, which means you've been married for 14 years. 13. Um, 13, I beg your pardon. 13 years. Yeah. Uh, good job. Good job. I was testing you. I was testing you. That's a good job right there. Come on. That's Come good. On, that's man. good. That's good. That's good. You was quick on your feet. That's, that's 13. <laughs> good job. July 14th, okay. 2007. So, so um, first rule. When it comes to your lady or any relationship, you got to know them. You got to know their love language. You got to know what they like and what they don't like. Probably more important to know what they don't like than what they do like. Tell you know? And I think it's pretty clear that Carson Wentz doesn't quite react well. I'm not saying this is the only reason, but you're not, you're not making him feel good no matter how highly compensated he is contractually. No matter how many picks you gave up to get him, Howie Roseman, he doesn't like having somebody, he don't, he don't like you having a wandering eye. You yeah. know, like some, in some relationships, you could, you could look at, you could look at a, a woman, not like, you know, some relationships you could watch, oh, I don't know, you can watch Megan Thee Stallion and be like, oh man, you know, she fine. Man. And your wife, you your wife is okay with that. Your wife's that's okay like with the that. Second or third, that's like the second or third time you mentioned her in the last week. Is it? So, is it? Yeah. No. Yeah, this ain't no coincidence. Anyway. Okay, some relationships, um, <laughs> some relationships you can get away with that. Some relationships you can and do that. Can. Other relationships, you just know that's not the way to roll. Like, they just, it makes them uncomfortable. Yeah. Even if it's not a real threat, it just makes them uncomfortable. So, first mistake that the Eagles have made, and we've talked a lot about, you know, the, the offensive line, the receivers, even the play calling, but the first mistake is they didn't quite know their quarterback. And you can't take a quarterback in the second round and not just any quarterback, a high-profile Heisman candidate quarterback in the second round and expect Carson Wentz to feel comfortable, to feel the love. Again, no matter how much money he got, there's a level of 
subconscious and unspoken insecurity attached to him. He's already been through the Nick Foles situation. You let Nick Foles walk and chose Wentz over Foles. So you already, you already did that. And for you to pick a quarterback in the second round, a high-profile quarterback, not only, Michael, did they not know their quarterback, and I got more, but I'm going to get back to you. Not only did they not know their quarterback, they didn't know the environment. Bro, this is Philadelphia. I mean, look how excited right. Jason Johnson just was about the Wentz show. Tyler Tynes from The Ringer been talking about Carson Wentz with us all year. Okay? And now you... And so this has been... This has been this has been a long time coming. The moment they drafted him, they should have known that at some point the noise is gonna get too loud, to where it got not only into Carson Wentz's ear but into his head. Now again, I'm not saying the guy is fragile, and I'm not saying that if you're an organization, look, I don't even want to make excuses for the guy because look, there's something to be said. Some quarterbacks like Aaron Rodgers, okay, if I can compare them, just to say this, you draft his heir apparent in the first round, he goes on to have an MVP season. Okay, he makes you look. He makes but you he like a piece of the pick. But he also didn't. He like didn't it. like it. He didn't like it. But either. he reacted differently. I'm not. Right. Maybe it's something to be said for a quarterback to be able to handle this better than we think Carson Wentz is handling. It. And, and I'm, I'm playing armchair psychologist here. I could be way off, but I think there's something. No, to no, this. this is good. But this is good. But if this is, but if this is your quarterback, you got to know what his love language is, and his love language is not competition. Floor All right, uh, let me let me uh, say this first before, before I start on Carson Wentz. Uh, just just one question, just one question, <laughs> yes or no? Um, <laughs> did you see Megan The Stallion on Saturday Night Live? Did you did you see her on Saturday Night Live? I'm just wondering. She was on a few weeks ago. I, I've I, you, you, can, you can say if you see if have, did you see Megan The Stallion? Whatever. The answer is yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. All right. Whenever, wherever. Yes. <laughs> Did a great job on Saturday Night Live. Did a great job. Phenomenal. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, but Carson Wentz is not unusual, and I'm going to stand up yeah. for him. Like I said to you uh, a couple of days ago, the fact that he's bothered by this does not make him uh, a fragile or weak or any of that. All of these quarterbacks, you can name a quarterback – uh, it, you already named Aaron Rodgers. They drafted Jordan Love in the first round. So your first problem is, you mean to tell me we could have gotten somebody who could be on the field with me to help me? And you're spending a first-round mm -hmm. pick on a quarterback. And the second thing is, oh, what do you think? Oh, oh, you come. This is this is personal. You're making this personal. So Aaron Rodgers felt that way. He responded well. Uh, Tom Brady, Jimmy Garoppolo, second round, same thing. Hey, what's up? You drafted Jimmy Garoppolo. He responded well. After the drafting of Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, he got three Super Bowl titles. But he was never happy with Garoppolo there. And the day Garoppolo was traded was one of Tom Brady's best days in New England. It was just during the week he was traded, he was happy. A weight was lifted. Mm -hmm. This mm -hmm. happens to the greats. Carson Wentz is not a great yet. He will be. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say this to Philly. Go ahead. Get rid of him. He will be great somewhere else. This, Indianapolis? this guy is not done. He Frank, is Frank somebody, Reich reunion? Yeah, he's somebody who is who's been affected mentally by what's going on. And can we not? I like it's Philly. You already said it's Philly. I believe Philly, New York, and Boston. They all cousins. They all everybody related. They're all related. First cousins. It's all a little on the edge, a little angry, yeah. impatient. Right. This is the way it goes. Right. So in Philly. Right. You don't invite them everywhere. No, no, you can't. 
like Philly, the cousins who will fight. Be like, all right, now you just put the hand on the chest. Be like, all right, calm down. Calm down. Right. It's cool. Right. It's cool. I got it. I got it, man. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. So in this market, one of the toughest, most intense, passionate markets in the country, y'all go put this all on Carson Wentz? As if you don't see what else is happening with the organization? Are you kidding? Well, even listen, Jason Kelsey. Listen. Even Jason Kelsey came out today and, and, and got his quarterbacks back and was like, it's not all on him. But, Michael, allow this for me, because I'm going to give you the solution. You know, because it doesn't have to be a divorce. We could have marriage counseling. We could have trial separation. It doesn't have to be a divorce. Okay? It doesn't have to be a body about separation. We're going to get divorced. Okay? It's a separation now. It's counseling now, right? So, okay. Because we're getting ahead of ourselves, admittedly. Jalen Hurts gave him a spark against Green Bay. Who knows what he does against the Saints or beyond? Carson Wentz could be the quarterback again in a week. Carson Wentz could end up the quarterback week one of 2021, given the contract. Nobody's untradeable, but that's a pretty heavy cap hit that he would have to absorb. So before we make Jalen Hurts the new Eagles quarterback, I think it would behoove us to kind of see how well he plays before we make a proclamation that Carson, Carson Wentz is done. As much as it feels like it's over for him in Philly, I'll just, I'll just say this. Because look, man, sometimes, you know, I, I've never done it, but, I, but there are a couple, so sometimes you just got to blow off some steam. Sometimes you just got to go in separate rooms. Sometimes you got to sleep on the couch. Sometimes you got to take a walk. You got to take a ride. Sometimes you may just have to sleep on the opposite edges of the bed. You shouldn't, go to, you shouldn't let the sun go down in the argument. But nonetheless, it doesn't have to be the end of the marriage. Okay, I have a solution. One, after this season, I think they need to go back and watch 2017 film. When Carson Wentz had 123.7 rating on third down, Michael. When he had 116 rating in the red zone. Who was he throwing to and who were his running backs? That's exactly right. Who was protecting him? Not to mention who was calling the plays. DeFilippo and Reich are both gone. But nonetheless... Like, step back, reassess what made Carson Wentz successful because he comes back in 18 and he gets hurt and Foles takes him to the playoffs. 19, they go to the playoffs against the concussion. So he's still kind of working his way back to 2017 form in some respects. And we've already talked about how fluky and how crazy 2020 is. But here's actually what I would do. If you truly want to make Carson Wentz happy and you are truly married to Carson Wentz, marriage, Michael, is two things, is work and is sacrifice. Sacrifice. Marriage is doing a bunch of stuff. I'm going to say this because I'm going to keep it 100. It's doing a lot of stuff that, frankly, you don't want to do. You learn to like it. The benefit. But you do it because you know that that's what your significant other wants. If you're married to Carson Wentz, you got to trade Jalen Hurts. You got to get rid of Jalen Hurts. It's like when you first what? when you first get if if, if you're married to him. Now if you're going to divorce, I him, didn't think you, you were going to say that. You got to trade Jalen Hurts. It's it's no different. Like listen, when you meet the one, you got you got to get rid of all your friends. You got to get rid of all your friends. You can't have you can't be like oh that's just my friend. It don't work like that. No, it's our no, friends. No. Who is this college no, no. sweetheart of yours? Who is this ex of yours that's texting you that's calling you like whoa 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 whoa, whoa. like you know Ooh, then, nah, we can't have that. Like Ooh. we're friends. Like that's it ain't no you ain't got no extra life. Like you got to you got right. to, that little black book back in the day, or your or the people you following on the gram or whatever it is nowadays that the kids doing. I'm I'm out the game, so I don't really know. But when out I first decided I had to commit, gotta cut them off. Gotta cut them off. So Jalen Hurts, if you wit, if you gonna be with Carson Wentz, you gotta be with him. 
You can't tough, have this backup. You can't have a viable alternative. You got to get a scrub backup because that's what know, make your lady. I'm sorry. That's what made Carson Wentz happy. You got to get a scrub backup. Uh, <laughs> I called him. I called him your lady. A lot of you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate that's the That's a million dollars given. worth of game. I'm putting. I'm putting people up on game. Not the Eagles, wow. but all you want to be married people. You want to be married 15, 13 years. Take it from your boy. Just saying. You know what? I can't do that though. I can't. I hear what you're saying. I love Carson Wentz. If I'm Philadelphia, I want to work. The, I want to make the uh, marriage work. Yeah, I want to do. I've, I've made some mistakes, and our communication can be better. I cannot trade Jalen Hurts, not because I think Jalen Hurts is going to take your job, but you just mentioned it, Mike. Uh, 2017, they won the Super Bowl. He got hurt. 2018, he got hurt. 2019, he got hurt. I need. I need some protection. I need some protection. So I can't. I didn't say you couldn't have a backup quarterback. No, no, I no. Have a backup I need a good backup quarterback. You can't have a popular. A you can't have a popular backup quarterback. You can't have oh. a quarterback. You can't have a. You can't have one that that WIP and and Inquirer and Daily News is like. Okay, when you when you playing him, you can't have one that you're being asked about. Like right now, well, listen, the husband like is being asked about this other woman. Like if if I got asked about another woman all the time, then my wife is gonna feel some kind of way. Just well, like. hey, the way he keeps playing. Anybody, any backup quarterback is going to be popular with the way he's been playing. So he, he really can't. But, but this guy, but this guy was an issue. But this guy was an issue in this relationship the moment they brought him in. See, this is about monogamy, not polygamy. And the moment they drafted in the second round a Heisman finalist quarterback, these, this, this started. This has been there all along. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just saying, dog. It's easy. We should run a team. We should run a team. I'm telling you. Maybe I like, should run a football. Are we talking about football or are we talking about something else? <laughs> what are we talking All about? of it. All of it. <laughs> like, Give it two birds and one stone. We saving I'm marriages. I like my marriage is better. I'm thank not you. Sure I can, I can. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen. Remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah. That happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. That's my fault. That's my fault. That's my fault, though. Honestly, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the blame for for that. I'm take, oh, man. I love <laughs> it. I've been going. I've been going ISO quite a bit today. I went ISO on NBA rank. I went ISO on Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, so that's, that's my fault, man. I gotta move the ball better. Let you get some hey. of these takes off. You know, that's my fault, though. That's my funny. Fault. All right, look. I know we're gonna move on to another topic, but that whole marriage counseling, that 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 free counseling that we gave uh, yeah. to America. Yeah. Uh, this is one thing 
I said, uh, I said to the great Oni Holly one time during an argument where I stopped. I stopped. You know, like getting to these arguments. Look, I said, look, Oni, I'm not trying to win the argument. I'm trying to win the marriage. Ooh, how about yeah. that? How about that's, that? That's a good one. She was like, that's a real you, good one. Where, where'd you get that one? I said, well, I, that's, that's a good that's one. pretty good off the top of my head. Sometimes, you're right, Mike. Sometimes you just have to say, no, I'm going to take this L and keep moving because it makes the marriage better. Take that loss. Live, live, live to fight another day. Because the loss, the loss is a win. It's a win. Listen to the woman. That's, that's, that's my philosophy. Simple pretty easy. Where can I get one off? Where can I get one off? <laughs> go ahead. Hey, go ahead. Come on. Bring up, pick one. No, go up. Uh, let's let's bring up that. Uh, let's go back to basketball though. Let's talk about Giannis. I got um, Milwaukee's okay, go ahead, ears go ahead. for crying. Okay, yeah, you got Milwaukee's some catch up to do. Go crying. for it. Okay, I do. And can I uh, can I give? I, I'm gonna give you an assist. I'm gonna give you an assist because we got ahead. a little bit of a little bit on. of news. A little bit of news. Because um, um, this will help kind of set up your your take here. Uh, from one of Forbes 30 under 30, uh, ESPN's Malika Andrews, shout out. So this is Giannis Antetokounmpo when asked about his contract. He said, quote, right now, I am not focused on that. I am just trying to focus on myself, which is your contract, but okay. He adds that he is leaving those discussions to his agent and the front office. Then our boy Vinny Goodwill, uh, he said, quote, uh, I don't, he said that Giannis said, quote, I don't believe this is a championship or bust situation, but nobody wants to win a championship more than me. You may have also seen Michael a couple of days ago for Giannis's birthday. His teammates gave him pins. Uh, yeah. So you, you okay, were yeah, that, and that's not subtle. And, and, and one more mention, Zach Lowe. Zach Lowe uh, on his podcast, your former uh, oh, co-worker. Yeah. Well, no, he Zach said on Lowe jump. says. He said, he said, oh, on, he said on the jump? He probably he said, said the Bucks, Bucks. Uh, the Buck, that the optimism around the Bucks. He has not been hearing, hearing that. It. Yes, he hasn't been That's hearing the, right. the optimism. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, and I know we talked about this, Mike. We talked about this a few weeks ago, and I just don't think anybody knows what Giannis is going to do, and that uncertainty. If you have uncertainty about what a player is going to do at this age, at this stage of their career. At that ranking, I mean, you put it all together. He's a top five player. We we all agree on that. Uh, he has been he has played out of his mind as a Milwaukee Buck, taking to, taking them the heights that they haven't been to in I mean, like in decades. But generally, if you don't know what a guy's going to do, and he's at this point in his career, he usually leaves. I mean, that's just what that's what happens. Top five players, uncertainty, they bounce. Yeah. So like the fact that he can sign for the same money next summer, it just it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay, but that's good news. The good news, if if I'm if I'm a Milwaukee fan, I say this doesn't mean anything because the money doesn't change, and Giannis is just being a smart businessman, and what he's doing is making sure that Milwaukee gives him everything that he needs before he signs, because you know, once you sign, okay, well we can't do that. Like if you don't sign. You haven't well, signed? Oh, yeah, we can do that for you. I mean, hey, that's, that's how about maximum bringing in? leverage. That's maximum, maximum leverage. He's got maximum leverage true. right now. But No, right. But, I'm, but it doesn't mean you have no leverage once you sign because you want to maximize his window 
or your window to win a championship in his prime. So if right. he signs, I don't think the Bucks are going to sit back and say, all right, we ain't got to put a better team around you anymore. You, you, we got you. We're good. Like, they're still going to try to put a championship roster around him. But you're right. With less though, urgency. The pressure. Max pressure is on right now. Yeah. I mean, it's well, human I, nature, I Mike. Know, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's human nature. I, I, I believe so. If, okay. if what, what makes them, what makes them uh, more nervous? What makes them more passionate about winning a championship? Is it your best player who hasn't signed the contract and you're trying to convince him to sign? Or your best player is signed for the next several years. You don't necessarily no, have to worry more, about where he's going. No, I agree. There's more urgency, more leverage, more pressure at this moment, hence the Drew Holiday trade or and, and the botched Bogdan trade. I, I'm with you, but it doesn't mean there is no leverage, urgency, or pressure if and when he signs. So subtle disagreement, but I don't want to get you off course. Go back to go back to your point. Yeah. What well, well, I just I, I look at it this way. Um the longer, the longer he just sits there, the longer mm-hmm. he sits there, you've got to, the more you've got to just entertain this, this, this reality that, that he, he, not only could he leave, that he's likely to leave. And I know yeah. I, I, this story has played out so many times and everybody thinks they're different. I mean, I could probably summarize, I could take all these little narratives from the last five or six situations where this has come up and they all sound the same, but everybody thinks they're different. It's like people who work in, in, in restaurants and work in uh, public service. People who approach them and they have nice little witticisms for them, nice little one-liners, and they laugh. They laugh because they're being courteous. They've heard it all before. You're not saying anything original to them, uh, but they just got like, okay, I've heard this before. Same thing in this Giannis situation. I've heard this before. Okay, he really likes Milwaukee, just like Kevin Durant really liked Oklahoma City, just like LeBron grew up uh, in the Cleveland area. Hey, this is, we're so good to him. We've done everything for him. Uh, he's comfortable in this area. Uh, we're different. You know, it's a good fan base, good media relationships. On and on. But the fact yeah. is, they usually bounce. If he doesn't sign that contract before December 21st, um, he's probably leaving. He's probably gone. <laughs> Glad they got a lot of no, beer in Milwaukee. Trying to that beer. I, I uh, listen. The Bucks have every reason to freak out right now because the freak might be out. Uh, and I and, may, and I, don't, I don't even know if we should continue qualifying it. They haven't heard that oh, much. Freak out. That's good. Let freak. Says chic. I don't even know if we need to be qualifying it because again, like I'm not an agent. Uh, I'm not his agent, but I, I mean the terms are what they are. You know what I mean? Like, the fact that he hasn't signed by now, what's going to change b- between December 9th and December 21st? You know? Uh, a lot can change between now and next summer. But the fact that he hasn't signed it now is quite telling. That's quite telling. Because yeah. I, I would be, I'm surprised if you, if you, in, if you are intent on, re- on remaining with the Bucks, why you would go into a season with this over your head. You know, why you would, I mean, think about this. Think about, like, there's, everything is news, whether it's them giving you pins, whether it's somebody saying, I am not hearing optimism out of Milwaukee, is a headline. Everything is, this is going to be the dominant story, one of the dominant stories, if not the dominant story of the season, is the future of the two-time MVP and reigning defensive player of the year. It's not hanging over like, his head, though. Maybe, maybe the, he's right. The franchise maybe it's is not head. hanging over his head. Okay, it the franchise. Is, 
Well, okay, maybe, okay, hanging over his head has a negative connotation, all right? It's going to be a, wait for it, distraction. Teammates are going to be asked about it. Your coach is going to be asked about it. Every time you go into a city that you might end up signing with, whether that's San Francisco, whether that's Miami, whether that's t- Toronto slash Tampa, whatever, this is going to be a headline all year long. He's got to know that. They obviously know that. So why, if you're Giannis and you want to be there, why would you wait to see how this season plays out? And he, and that's his right. That's his. That's his right. But it's his right see to see. What they do. Well, okay, but wait a second. What do you mean? What they do? You mean what they do what or they what do he it? does? They're, no, what they do at the deadline. I mean, this ain't is, nothing else no, they I'm can't do. They literally just what? mortgage their future for Drew Holiday, and rightfully so, because real quick, no, Michael, that's not true. Whether or not they had an implicit or explicit promise from Giannis that he was likely or definitely going to stay, they should have made that trade. Because if you got Giannis for one more year, you go all in on upgrading the roster, try to get a championship before he walks. So they did the right thing regardless of of whether they had any kind of wink nod agreement with him that he was going to be there. I don't begrudge them for giving up picks to get Drew Holiday. They upgraded they botched the Bognon situation. They put the trade before the sign. That was embarrassing. Reportedly, that's not something that sits well with Giannis, okay? I'm saying, they, what else can they realistically do to make this team better than they already did this offseason at the deadline? There's no, there's no more, like what? Yes, sir. Who can they trade yeah, for? I don't know that. I don't know that. But, I mean, they may but sign somebody is, that gets waived or something, uh, but, I, you know. That's what, if, if there's nothing else to do, uh, send the general manager home and say we got the, we're going to play the season. I mean, I mean you know, of significance. I don't mean like they can't I'm tinker sure, around the edges. I mean of significance. I'm sure there's some some things they can do to make this team better. I'm sure of that. But you know what? You mentioned uh, maybe the they just got to play better. I mean, let's, let's not absolve them in the postseason. Let, the postseason. Real, real quick, They've Michael. Let's not, exactly, exactly. Let's not absolve him. Let's not absolve the fact that you want to see. That's why I asked you when you said he wants to see what they do. I'm like, well, that's up to him. Let's let, let's see let, let's see if he can lead this team. Deep into the playoffs in the well, But I, I do want to say, you know, I'm a Drew Holiday fan, and it sounds like you are too. I, I think am. we may have gone a bit too far in saying what Drew Holiday did for the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, on that list that we mentioned on the top of the show, not that this is everything, where was the he ranks, in, the, maybe he in the 11 to 50s? Was he in there? I think so, yes. I think he was. I could look it up and find In the 40s, yeah, probably, right? I'm sure he was. Uh, I can so, look it up. I actually closed I mean, that tab. Yeah, look it up. Find it again. Well, what I'm going to say is, like, Drew, Drew Holiday is a one-time All-Star um, who's a good NBA player, and I like watching him play. I, he is your so, favorite so, NBA player's favorite defender. They, people, yeah, the but I don't, don't want to go too his far. Defense. Okay. What, if you're Giannis, and, okay, then this is why I'm, I'm thinking this way, because I like him. Okay, I'm just I'm, 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 I sound like you earlier talking about your top ten list. This is my top ten projection. This is not a career. So I'm I'm, I'm setting the terms. By the, way. by the way, to answer your question, Drew Holiday is thirty third. Chris Middleton's thirty five. But go ahead. That's nuts. First of all, that, right after Jalen Brown, listen. Drew Holiday is right after Jalen Brown. This list is and ahead of uh, De'Aaron Fox. And you know I kind of. I kind of think they're doing this on purpose. They're doing it on purpose. Wait, of course they are. Such a, don't get distracted. Such a don't get distracted. Sorry, little. I'm not going to get distracted because okay. I'm going back. I know exactly what I want to say. Okay, cool. But such well, a I want sorry, you to that train of thought. Sorry, little technique of, ooh, 
I'm going to put Drew Holiday at 33. I'm going to say he's better than Chris Middleton to get people talking. So lame. Anyway, uh, but if, I, if I'm Giannis, if I'm Giannis, I look at this, I look at the offseason, and the Milwaukee Bucks, this is what they did. They upgraded by bringing in Drew Holiday. That's nice, but is that going to convince me to stay in Milwaukee? I'm going to, I'm going to marry that again. I'm going to marry myself to the Milwaukee Bucks because they went out and got Drew Holiday. That doesn't really make sense. So I think we went too far. If I'm honest, I'm thinking uh, a, a lot more globally than that. That move is not going to make my decision for me. I need to see a little bit more. I, I need to see more from the team. And honestly, just like any other job decision, Mike, I need to see how I feel. I don't and like the way I feel about yeah. it now in December. Maybe I feel differently after after the All Star game or uh, March but or sounds, April. But Michael, I mean, I, I mean, I'm listening to you. It sounds like you kind of. I don't know if you're just seeing it from both perspectives, and, and that, which is fair, but it sounds like you're kind of saying two things. Like, you, you say that the writing is on the wall because you've seen this movie before. You've seen exactly. this story before play out, that they're gone. But it, then, then just now it sounds like you're saying maybe he just needs more time, which is, again, well, is right. He doesn't have to make a decision now. You know, he just needs more time to assess the situation. And the same money will be there next summer. I'm just saying, if you believe in the franchise and the direction of the franchise, yeah. the results of this season, like, okay, I, can I add something to your, I've seen this movie before. And I'm, I'm going to say right. this, I'm going to speak in general. May, I might be wrong one way or the other, but usually when they're gone, no, but, but hear me out. Usually when, when those superstars end up leaving, all those examples you brought up, they had one foot out the door the whole time. We just, we may not have known it. But they, they kind of, like, even when we started to kind of put together the pieces on the back end, it's like, oh, okay, this was always in the works, right? So I guess what I'm saying is, like, let's say they have this season, they don't win a championship. Giannis even said it's not a championship or bust season. So let's say they don't win a championship this year. Does that mean, okay, I'm deciding that this is not the franchise for me? If they do win a championship, does that mean, oh, okay, I'm convinced this is the franchise for me, I want to stay in and, and, and finish what I started, or I've done, I've delivered a championship to Milwaukee. Now I can bounce. I guess all I'm, all I'm getting at is going back to marriage. You know when you know. And if he doesn't know, maybe Milwaukee ain't the one. Maybe they're never going to be the one. Because Milwaukee's yeah. done all they can to upgrade the roster. Again, they messed up the, the, the Bogdanovich trade. But Drew Holiday is a major upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. Okay. They got a really good he's starting a, five, a, despite... Uh, okay. He's a major upgrade over Drew. He's a... He's a well, um, you, at both we, ends. We think so. I, Let's do that both ends being, thing again. Are we being too well, crazy about this? Well, you don't watch basketball. This. Just take my word I, for it. Just take my word for it. I know yeah, you don't okay, watch basketball. Whatever. Is it, is it, whatever. Because <laughs> you thought Kawhi Leonard was the best player in basketball at one point. Best two-way player in basketball. At, at one point, he was. At one point, he was. When? When was that? What, what video game was he playing? I'm the best. I'm the best. There was an argument to be made. How about that? Yeah, okay, sure. Yeah, I like Drew Holiday, too. I wonder if I'm going too far with thinking, because I do, I agree with you. I think he is a major upgrade over Eric Bledsoe. But then I look at the two players side by side, and maybe maybe it's not as dramatic as I've made it out to be. I know I sound like I'm saying two different things, but what I'm going through Which is fine. The reason... Which is okay. The reasons yeah. Giannis is out the door, and, and that could be the big reason. It's like, hey, what are we doing here? What are we doing? Like, this is this is all I've got. This is, this is their... Love letter to me to get me to stay. They come to my door and say, Eric Bledsoe. I mean, they come to my door and say, Drew Holiday, done. 
It's like pretty the, good. You drop the mic? No, don't don't be dropping the mic. That's it. No, but 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 hey, but wait, but Michael, we both okay. As we go to break, are they the best team I'll in go, the East? I'll go back. You think you think they're the best team in the East? Yes, yes, still yeah. yes. Yeah, I mean Miami ragdolled them pretty good. That'd be good. Yeah, Miami ragdolled them, and they got a player who's number thirteen on the list. When you make a commitment to the marriage, you have the great wedding, you say all the right things, but as you know, they only work. That's just the beginning because marriages work. So nobody's dropping the mic with Drew Holiday if you're the Bucks. The Bucks are like, we want to continue to make you happy. Happy, happy star, happy franchise, happy wife. Happy life. But don't, they ain't gonna stop working to get a championship out of them. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. <laughs> well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. I don't never want to lose enough games to get a guy like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I play yeah. against you all the time. Because you got to lose 14, 15 games to get a guy to look like you. He's not a writer, but he's a poet. I mean, I love who has that. a better way with words than our man Mike Tomlin? That is beautiful. That is the ultimate compliment. Like, you're so good, I don't want you on my team. Because that right. means I got to suck to get you. No I thank gotta you. I got to lose a lot of games. <laughs> To get a guy like you, and you that know, you're great, right. Turn him, no, turn him a phrase. That's he a is. great compliment. He is a poet. You know my, you know my line. We make no excuses. <laughs> we seek no comfort. <laughs> Mike, listen. We've been we've been spending this whole show talking about relationships. Mike Tomlin got all the game. Mike Tomlin got game. Okay. <laughs> Mike Tomlin knows how to spit game. Uh, somebody else that's got an amazing. Way with words and has game, covers the game like few others. Our homie Steve Weiss from NFL Network, NFL Media, also the co-host of the Huddle and Flow podcast with our other brother from another, Jim Trotter. Looking nice and dapper, looking all suave and debonair and whatnot. Looking good, Steve Weiss. Good to see you, brother. How's it going? What's happening, man? Hey, you know, I had to dress like this. I'm working, but it's this temperature in L.A. today, brother. So oh, this nice. is how we're getting down. So I just had to kind of match match the vibe while I'm working uh, working outside a little bit today. Nice. Well, I can't 75. stand California people. California people <laughs> always start with the weather. They always start with the weather. I can't stand some. And, and just in case you don't want to start with the weather, you look behind them. 
you see Santa Monica and, and Los Angeles and Beverly Hills. I mean, like he's throwing it in your face. It's right behind you. Oh, oh, my wine. goodness. I could start with the wine if I wanted to. We, we got options. Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's, go, let's, go, let's go to Philly. Let's start with Philly. This is a fascinating story. Uh, Jalen Hurts in for Carson Wentz. Uh, we've been doing our best to, to, to fix the Eagles situation. Can Carson Wentz be fixed? Is benching him for Jalen Hurts the answer? How does this play out in the short and long term, Steve Weiss? Well, I mean, look, real quick, you know, benching him for Wentz right now, it might not be the long-term answer, but the short-term answer if you saw some remarks by center Jason Kelsey today, to me, that was, it was almost as if the coaching staff owed it to the rest of the players on the team to make this change. Like, Hey, we're out here competing for our jobs every day. You're threatening our jobs with somebody else who can maybe come in and play. Carson Wentz has not played well. Yes. There are a lot of factors that have gone into it. They're in their offensive line injured. The receivers have been in and out of the lineup but he has just regressed as an overall player. We've seen other players step up in these situations and play better. He has not. He is somebody you have paid a tremendous amount of money. Then you see a story that breaks before the game last Sunday that he actually started hearing footsteps from Jalen Hurts from the moment that Jalen Hurts got drafted in the second round. If you have that type of financial security, you are the guy. And if you are hearing footsteps and you cannot play up to that, then maybe something is wrong here. This is where Philadelphia has got itself into a really tough situation. We have seen situations before where a veteran quarterback, maybe here's the footsteps of a younger quarterback or a younger quarterback is uncomfortable like Mitch Trubisky with a veteran quarterback coming in. They've got two young guys. Okay. So hmm. if Jalen Hurts comes out against this next month and hmm. plays well, it's got to be a legitimate competition. They can't get rid of Carson Wentz. He counts almost $40 million in dead money on the cap. If they trade or cut him, that is too big of a, of a hit to take with the salary cap possibly coming down next year because of the COVID financial losses. So Carson Wentz has to man up. He's got to be a pro. And if he wants to be that dude, and if Doug Peterson wants to keep his job, if he's there, yeah. then he's got to compete for it now. And this is something to me the teams don't do enough and I think it's a disservice to the oh, other 52 okay. guys because they don't make quarterbacks earn it enough. I like that. I like that theme of accountability. Real quick, it, this, this is not an exact comparison, but when you said that you rarely you see it sometimes with a veteran with a younger guy or a younger guy uncomfortable by a veteran, you rarely see it with two young guys. The, the image that came to mind, again, not apples to apples, but RG3 Kirk Cousins when they drafted him the same year. And right. RG three so gets hurt, and it was always a controversy with Kirk Cousins uh, from then on out. It reminded me of that situation, right? I mean, but that situation is the head coach wasn't really thrilled about RG three. Mike Shanahan mm -hmm. was not thrilled yeah. about RG three. That wasn't the case. Peterson was all in on Carson Wentz. Right, so this right. was this is not a philosophical issue. I think another kind of interesting comparison is Marcus Mariota, the number two overall pick. He hears footsteps from Ryan Tannehill, who was a cast off. Mm in Miami, right? And he can't hang on to his job. So I think that's mm -hmm. another example, but the, but the Titans did not pick up and extend Marcus Mariota, and this is where the Eagles really got themselves in a bind. Uh, I'm going to stay in the same state, uh, go over to Western Pennsylvania. We saw Mike Tomlin off the top. Uh, they lose to the Washington football team on Monday evening, and now they're 11-1, just like Kansas City. When you look at the top of the AFC uh, AFC, uh, uh, the conference. Uh, what do you make of it? Do you look at Pittsburgh and say that was just a blip, or do you think there's Kansas City and then everybody else? 
I think Pittsburgh and Kansas City are are, are one A and one. I, I put the Chiefs on top just because of the way they can score, even against a really good defense like the Steelers. I think they can score. I think the Steelers have to do a few more fits and starts to score points. I was not surprised that the Steelers lost to Washington. They had four days rest. Washington had 10 days rest. Washington is playing better and just staying undefeated for this long in the NFL. You are going to have at some point, some type of dip. And I think that that's what happened. I I think Pittsburgh's going to come back and play well. Their final schedule the rest of the way is not easy, but I think you'll see them step up and play. I mean, they've got a really good football team. Mike Tomlin should be the, the leading candidate for coach of the year right now with everything he's had to deal with this season. And so I, I think it, you know, I would love to see the Chiefs and the Steelers play in the AFC championship because I think that's the matchup right now that's setting it up. I don't see another team necessarily in that tier. I love the battles that the Colts and Titans are having in the AFC South. But when you look at some of the other divisions, I mean, Cleveland, yeah, they're, they're a nice story. They've got a brutal rest of the way in the North. Um, just not really seeing a whole lot. Buffalo, we'll see if they're for real. Everything that we've seen says they're for real, but when it comes to the Chiefs and Steelers, they still don't seem to be quite up to the top floor of that elevator. We got Buffalo and Pittsburgh uh, Sunday Night Football on on NBC coming up, so I'm going to ask you about Josh Allen, who I saw today uh, moved up to third uh, best MVP odds behind Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Is he a legit dark horse MVP candidate? Or is this just a two-player uh, race? And that's the first question. I got another Josh Allen question after that. But can Josh Allen actually try to maybe work his way, especially with a good showing against Pittsburgh in primetime, is it possible he could squeeze his way legitimately into the MVP conversation with Mahomes and Rodgers, or is it theirs to lose? The, the odds say it's those two guys and everybody else. Yeah, and, and I, I would agree with that. I mean, Josh Allen is doing it. I, I don't want to take anything away from I mean, I talk to coaches, and they're like, this dude is a different player. He has grown up. He is a monster to tackle. He plays with the physicality that a big quarterback who runs it needs to play with, but he's so good at diagnosing defenses now. But Patrick Mahomes and, and Aaron Rodgers, I mean, come on. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has got, the, got, got you know, Jamaica's 4 by 100 track team at wide receiver, and Aaron yeah. Rodgers is out here doing it, you know, like whatever he wants to do. I mean, those two guys, the way they have elevated their teams is just so next level. You know, again, Josh Allen, yeah. props to him, but he's not there yet. Okay, so I'm not going to tell you who said what, but I am going to tell you um, uh, what the question was that Mike got me with yesterday. He had, he had me stumped, all right? So he took Josh Allen and going into the game uh, last night, he was like, from the 2018 first-round class, it's really two guys, but right now, which would you rather have, or who would you rather have, Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen? Oh, it's a good one, right? Good. Hey, that's, that's my, that's my man. One. I can't take credit for that. That's my man. That that's was provocative, a, right? A, that was Michael Holly. He got me with that. I had to stall on that answer. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. Up until up until week 13 of this season, if you asked that question, it would have been easy, right? People thought you were actually crazy asking that question. But right now, boy, I, I think I would still probably take Lamar. Um just because he's so dynamic, like we saw last night against the terrible Cowboys team. But that's a tough call because Josh Allen, I'm telling you, when I talked to defensive coaches who played the Bills, they were like, they, you know, they had seen him on film, this and that. They played him before. But what he is doing now is completely different. I mean, he has found, he has found his way. And remember when we were younger guys, they said it takes quarterbacks three or four years. But now we don't judge them that because we have such this immediate cycle of success. 
Well, Josh yeah. Allen's at that, that four-year mark now, so he's seeing it. Football is coming to him. Brian Dayball is doing to him offensively works. And he also they also made the best trade of the year in getting Stephon Diggs to open up that offense a little bit of wide receiver. Um, I'd have to say Lamar, but man, woo. That's a hard this one. This is one of those things. I know. See, this is one of those things where I feel like I'm in I'm in reservoir dogs. Like if I'm tied up in a chair. I might be catching a bullet because I might be giving the wrong answer. Yeah, I, I said Lamar. Michael said Josh Allen yesterday. So, yeah, no, it stumped me, too. It, but, it stumped me. But but I think we're all clear. We we just talked about Lamar Jackson, right, Steve? All right. So, Gary, take that off my feed uh, with Lamar Jackson. That was an item. Oh. <laughs> just talked about this. We just talked about it. All right. So, that, that's that. Cross that off the list. Um just inside, inside stuff here, Steve. Don't worry yeah, about it. You inside know, baseball. You got, I got you. I know how it works. I know how it works. You got caught up in it. It's all about, it's all about the topic it. bar, bro. It's all about the topic there bar. There it is. <laughs> hey, uh, so yeah. that's exactly what it is. So, Steve, I, I know you were, uh, you were just out at the stadium, uh, the beautiful stadium out in L.A., uh, Patriots and the, and the Rams, Thursday Night Football. You're going to be all over it, covering it. And, you know, these teams appear to be, uh, well, if you view, we talked three weeks ago, they were going in different directions. Rams look pretty good now. The Patriots are at 500. You know, what's your sense of, of what we can expect uh, from these Patriots who have come out of nowhere to win uh, five of their last seven? Yeah, four out of five. They're playing well, and they're basically playing like old school Nebraska, right? Their, their defense is coming <laughs> after teams and punching them in the mouth. Right. They're knocking teams back on first down on defense, putting them in second and third long situations. And that, that's where Bill Belichick and the defensive staff can do work. And then offensively, they're making no bones about it. We're going to run the football on you guys. In four of their last five victories, they have rushed the ball 30 or more times. In three of those four wins, Cam has thrown for 118 yards or less. But Cam's got 11 rushing touchdowns. So speaking of Rams players, they're like, there's, there's no real question what they're going to do. They're going to line up and they're going to try to bully us, right? So the Rams know they've got it. They've got to come with it. So what the Rams do, why they've been successful defensively, is they rotate a ton of players in there because their stud new defensive coordinator, Brandon Staley, says at the end of games, I want my best players, Aaron Donald and Michael Brockers and those guys fresh on the field. So it's just going to be interesting to see if Jared Goff and the Rams can score because I think if they get out – to an early lead on the Patriots, the Patriots are not built to come back on a team like the Rams, especially with the way the Rams play defense. If Cam is forced to pass, that is a 50-50. Not saying he can't, but we've seen what works for the Patriots, and we've seen what hasn't. All right, man. Great work as yeah. always, Steve Weiss. We appreciate yeah, you man. falling through. Get this kind of knowledge on NFL Network. Uh, Steve Weiss and Jim Trotter got a fiery new podcast called Huddle and Flow. Yes, sir. And you all are going to be on it soon. So when you guys yeah, join the Hall and Flow, I want to say it is the 14th, the 14th of December. I think you guys are coming on next week. So See? we're going to turn it up. Oh, it's next I Monday. It in, yeah, next Monday. I put yep. it in. It's in, my ca- yeah, it's Mike, in the calendar. Hey, yep, next Monday. And, and, Mike, yep. and Mike, Mike, we're going to be talking about Jalen Hurts against your Saints. Because if you had to play against a team in your first start, come on, man. The Saints? That's not a good and one. That D? That's not a good no. one. No. Yeah. It, it, it could – it, it, it may not be reflective of, of his talent this game on well, Sunday. Hey, I think it could be a Or we may be talking about him balling out, and the controversy will go to a whole nother level. You know, you never know. I hope so. I, I, listen, I don't we, doubt that kid. 
I don't doubt that. No. Now, when, I, when I saw from him in college, that kid's a, that kid's a baller. He's a battler and a baller. I wouldn't. I don't doubt Jalen Hurts, even against a good defense. We can't defense. wait. To, we can't wait to have you brothers on. It's going to be yes. real. Absolutely, man. Looking yeah, forward, looking to, forward to, to it. Monday. All right. Be thanks good. For, thanks for following through. You got it. Steve Weiss. Check him out. Huddle and flow. We'll be there, Mike. That's a great, name. a great name. Great name. Because Hustle and Flow is a really good movie. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters. Both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Three great words. Free fries Friday. Especially when they're used in that exact order. Get a free medium fries with $1 minimum purchase. Valid one time on Fridays at participating McDonald's through 123124. Excludes tax must update rewards. You want some inside baseball? I'm re-recording this promo because on Monday I said the Steelers were going to try to remain undefeated. Then they went and lost to the football team. So now the Steelers are going to try to bounce back Sunday at 7 Eastern on Sunday Night Football on NBC. All right, so James Harden's got to register six negative coronavirus tests um, before returning to group workouts according to NBA protocols. Uh, This is courtesy of Shams Sharanya. Uh, of course, he returned to Houston for testing this week after being out of town. Not just being out of town, uh, being in Atlanta for a little baby's party and being in Vegas uh, at the club. So if he registers negative coronavirus tests, it'd be a modern miracle because uh, he had no mask and there was no social distancing whatsoever. Um, I hope he does. I hope but he's negative. Uh, he wish him the best. Anyway. It doesn't but, matter. It doesn't well, there you go. So and I'm going to get to that in a second. I also just want to kind of update you on something we've been this this whole show this, this show is built on a relationship but this this entire episode has had a relationship theme to it relationships are built on first and foremost communication as you know um during his holdout james harden and stephen silas the first year coach did not have any communication they had a brief interaction on wednesday according to silas silas said quote i said hello to him throw my list back up please we're going to get a second? Yeah. My, my top 10 list. So let's go back to how we started. All right? I told you. Silas has Silas been a little, little, little sneaky hostile here. A little passive well, I would aggressive. Be too. I would be too. Where he's kind of pushing them uh, out. Hey, hey, listen, he's not trying to protect him. So He's not trying to protect him. I told right you. Now. These are my top 10 NBA players getting ahead of ESPN's NBA rank. These are the 10 players that have not been ranked by ESPN. That's that's the process of elimination. That's who I chose from. James Harden, most people will put him in the top five. But for 2021, I put him at number 10. I'm more than happy to take him out for whoever you want. Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum, whoever you want. I'm over James Harden. And frankly, so should the Rockets. I want to pick up where we left off. So, so should the Rockets be over James Harden. Because I want to pick up where we left off the conversation yesterday because we, we were supposed to revisit it, but we never did. Talking about whether or not the Rockets should trade him, should still trade him, even though he showed up. Should they still trade him? Not only would I trade him. Well, actually, before we get there, side note, just brief observation. 
Because there was another quote from NBA media availability today. Kevin Durant, you know what he said about James Harden today? He what? said, I don't think about James Harden at all. He doesn't play on our team. This is James Harden of Brooklyn stuff. This has been a one-sided flirtation, seems like. Because have you, have you read or heard any report about Brooklyn being interested in James Harden? Or is it just that James Harden wants to go be with Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant because that's a quicker path to a title than staying in Houston? I have not heard Harden, I have not yeah. heard Durant or Kyrie be like, or any kind of whispers about how Brooklyn is really hot after James Harden. Side note. But yeah. what I was about to say, though, if I'm the Rockets, if I'm Houston... I would lower my asking price from this young star and treasure trove of draft picks. I lower my asking price. Because you know what's, what, you know what's what? priceless? Your, I, I don't care. You know what's priceless? Your peace of mind. Okay? Your peace of mind. It's okay. Harden says he'll take Brooklyn. He says he'll take Philadelphia. Okay? But the Rockets want Simmons. Well, you ain't getting Simmons because Simmons is younger and he's cheaper. Okay? So you ain't getting him. He's 24 years old and he's on a much friendlier contract. You know, if I'm the Rockets... I am putting Harden on the block, and it is not a high asking price for him because the, the price and the toll that he ex is exacting on his franchise right now is more than I'm willing to bear. And here's why I say this. This is a great read, by the way. Thanks for throwing that up, guys. That's a great read. Great perspective, as always, from Rob Mahoney on The Ringer. Because he talks about the fact that, like, this is hard. This isn't a guy who, and Michael, you hit on this earlier about Giannis and maximum leverage. This isn't a guy who signed a short contract a la LeBron to where, no you know, he, he maintained maximum flexibility. This isn't a guy who has had no say in the organization. Tillman Fertitta may sign the checks, but the owner of the Houston Rockets, for all intents and purposes, is James Harden. Like, that entire franchise has revolved around him. He is a star, both literally and scientifically, as in everything is revolving around him. It's his orbit. It's his galaxy. It's his world in Houston. And for him to want to jump ship now... And I get your clock's ticking, your biological clock is ticking. I get it, okay? But you don't want to jump ship now after they've traded for star after star, if you've, after you've run through every star in the NBA practically that you can, for you, at your behest, at your request, if you want, want to get traded now and then show up when you good and damn well feel like it after partying while everybody else at work with a new coach, a new general manager, it's a new day. Like, man, look, if you, the person who's supposed to be your tone setter is not supposed to be bring a negative tone into the into into your organization, and 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 I I wouldn't want that person to be the face of my franchise anymore. The beard is the beard is catchy. It's a brand. He he sells a lot of shoes. He scores a lot of points. I get it. I wouldn't want that dude to be the face of my franchise. Not if I want. Not if I want to go anywhere. You know, he's a star. He's a superstar. Well, he's a great scorer. But but right now he is not like doing that. what they need to be. Is what I'm saying. Clearly okay. they don't. Because but that's they need how to think. be thinking that way. That's how you think. And that's how I think, because I agree with that, that logic. I, I, I don't understand why James Harden is routinely referred to as a top five player. That list, that official list will come out tomorrow. He's an he'll incredible be scorer. Five. He's an he'll incredible be in five or, He'll be at number five. He's an incredible passer. He deserves like that, that, that type of recognition, Mike. He does. He's a great scorer. That's, that's nice. Um, yeah. But more than, more than being a great scorer and a, a scoring champ, he's a personality. And he is a reason. If you live in Houston... You root for the Rockets. I'm sure they're much more optimistic on James Harden than we are. They enjoy watching him much more than we do. And so if you are, if you're an owner of a team or a general manager in one offseason, you got rid of your top two scores and you didn't uh you didn't re receive 
like guaranteed all stars in return. You never get yeah, that. I, I could have, oh, wait, you I, never get that. But you never get that. Well, you did. Like, you the, did. You got one All Star in return for Russell Westbrook. Now he's that was that was the, the most that was years. one of the most unusual trades. There've been two times in NBA history where players who each made five All Star teams were traded for each other. Were traded Both for of them involved other. the Rockets. And Russell for James Paul, Harden, and then Russell for you know a, a, a coming off an injury, John Wall. They're not going to get. They're not going to get the package that they want, Michael. You know that. Yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, they won't get it. They can't be inflexible. And I'll tell you what, one thing they can't do, and, and, and you know, Doc Rivers, said Doc Rivers knows too much talking about Philadelphia. Can you imagine if you're Doc Rivers? The reason you're in Philadelphia is because your, your high-profile, high-priced team kind of just didn't coalesce. It didn't come together at the most critical time. They were up 3-1 uh, over the Nuggets yeah. and lost that yeah. in the bubble. Yeah. And now they're even chirping still. Paul George is just running his mouth about Doc Rivers the other day. You're Doc Rivers. You go to Philadelphia. The last thing you want is to bring <laughs> in another guy who, who you may have to coach into just thinking the right way. And he's, yeah. he's already done that. He did that in Boston. They bought in. They didn't buy in the Clippers. They probably are going to buy in in Philadelphia. But if James Harden comes in, that's a totally different conversation. Because you said... You you said quite presumptively, I would say, that he's, oh, the biological clock is ticking. He wants to win a championship. I don't know if he wants to win a championship, if he really wants to win, or does he want a change of scenery? Does he want a different market to to, to display <laughs> his game? But it's, it's like in, it's like a, it's like in, it's like in that movie you just it's like in that movie you started, Michael. Do you want to be a cop or do you want to appear to be a cop? That's <laughs> it's right. not his question. It's, not, it's right. not his question. You know what I mean? Do you want no. do you want to win a championship or do you want to appear to want to win a championship? You know? I mean, that's not like little baby and honey buns doesn't go with like dying to win a championship when it's training camp. So yeah. I don't know if he wants to win. No, his priorities are, are messed up. And I just want to talk about the line. Um, one of my favorite lines from Rob Mahoney, again, who does great work at the ringer. He says, you know, Within the league's current practices, it's well within Harden's rights to attempt to incite a trade and steer its outcome. A Hall of Fame player wants to contend but can't. That want is entirely reasonable. Here's the line. But what, if anything, does a modern, empowered superstar owe to a team they help build? I am, listen, man, I never begrudge players for taking their destiny in their own hands. But this organization has bent over backwards, has, has, has practiced contortionism to accommodate James Harden on and off the court. So there was a report the other day, a source familiar with James Harden's thinking describes the Rockets as that. the Knicks of the South. Well, that's your team, dude. You know what I mean? Like, right. it, it, you know, it, it revolves around you. And you said Doc Rivers knows too much. You know who else knows too much is Daryl Morey. Daryl Morey. He spent, the, he spent the last decade accommodating this dude. You know, trading picks and, and, and jumping through hoops to get stars around him. He's got two young stars. Two top 15 to 20 players, however you want to rank them, in Simmons and Embiid. He, 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 he turned water into wine around the draft, getting Seth Curry and Danny Green and, get, and, and unloading Al Horford's contract. So he's got, he's, now he's got some shooting and a, and a more balanced roster. He's got a team. He got a new coach. He's got a real team. You're not, you're not, you're not, you're not bringing you – you get into a new relationship. Hey, bag lady. Back to Stop relationships. Shout out to Erica Badu. Do not, br do not bring that baggage with you. Daryl Morey ain't trying to get James Harden. Come on now. We connect those dots because they're convenient. Daryl Morey's on to the next. He ain't, trying to he ain't trying to bring that baggage with him.
to Philadelphia with a, with a new head coach and a new team, please, at the expense of draft picks? No way. Yeah, I don't, know, I, I don't set, know where he fits. You know, and, and, and listen, this is a flip-flop for me. This is an admitted flip-flop for me. Because we first oh, started yeah, talking good. about I'm Philly. Enjoy- I'm enjoying it. Do you remember? Do you remember? Well, do, but no, this specifically. When we were talking about Philly and, and Houston early in this process, I was like, oh, yeah, if I were Daryl Morey, this is before Daryl Morey kind of remade the roster. I was like, I'd get rid of Simmons because he can't shoot. I'd get rid of Simmons and trade him for Harden. Change my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I, I, the amount of energy, we've expended more energy discussing James Harden than James Harden has this talking to his own head coach. And I'll just leave it there. Talking to his head coach or thinking about thinking about that organization. Because what they can do is just sit there and wait. He's got two years left on this contract. They don't have to do anything. It may uh, be a deadline. Uh, okay, that's, but for him, he could say, okay, they don't have to do anything, and neither do I. So it's going to be a, it's going to be a fight. All right. Uh, hey, speaking of deadlines, yeah. Go ahead. No, I was going to take us to break. Which, by the way, what? No, no, no I was take us to break. break then. Take us to break. Oh, okay. Speaking of deadlines, we're going to take a break and then come back and cover Ooh. a few quick things before we go. But by the way, what? What were you about to say? No, something on, something on the feed. I had a feed item. But, you know, no time. <laughs> <laughs> You're out here trying to cross things out. What? I don't see nothing. I don't see no feed. Uh, you know, I had a good one. I had a good one. Living embodiment of uh, the the anthem that is I'm living my best life. Like I mean, man, look at why you got to go back and forth with you. You know what's why you got to go back and forth with Kyrie when he out here pushing a Porsche 918, which I didn't know what that was until I saw that video. That's way above How much my go tax for? bracket and my pay grade. How much? I, I, I didn't. I didn't. Even, Did you look it I up? I don't know. I I didn't. Why? Why would I look it up? Why not? It definitely cost information. It definitely cost curiosity. All right, Port, I'll look it up. Go ahead. You, you keep talking. I'll look it up. As you're looking it up, uh, I want to ask you. 918 price tag. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to ask I you a question you, I about, bet you everybody, uh, a lot of people ain't got this. You go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Just go ahead. It's 500,000 pounds. I don't know what the conversion rate okay, is. Okay, so it's probably like 650,000 U.S. dollars, I'm guessing. 650, 700, yeah. somewhere in this high. Because yeah. uh, the number goes up. For US dollars. Anyway. This is as a this this is came up. This is as a May 2017 starting price of $845,000. But you know what? He probably's got some some like special some special additions on there. Uh yeah. the sizing is a little different for a guy who's 6'8". Yeah, uh, it's crazy. But you know, LeBron mentioned yesterday and very casually, uh we were playing the 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 sound from his podcast Richard Jefferson. Uh um, Yeah, road tripping. Yeah. That yeah, Road Trip, a great, pro- great podcast. He mentioned like how he was hurt by Kyrie's comments. But he also mentioned kind of casually that he almost came to blows with his head coach, T. Lou, uh, hmm. in, in uh, Teron Lou in 2016. And it made me wonder, Mike, have you ever gotten into any kind of argument at work <laughs> where you thought, oh, we may have to move some furniture. We may have to take this outside. Have you ever gotten to that point? Do you really have to ask me that question? I mean, do you know, oh, you you know me? An argument? Yeah. All the time. With if the boss. Ar- with the boss. I mean, 
What's the, of course, boss we got is a relative we, term. Boss is a relative term. Well, okay? boss is relative boss, like, for LeBron too. It's a head coach. He probably yeah, that's boss exactly right. As much as I, I can, I can relate. I mean, I'm just, I mean, I'm saying, yeah, with the person who actually signs my check, I'm not crazy, Ooh. but with a okay. producer, absolutely. What's the closest? Like, I can't, closest I can't work with you if we ain't fighting. Oh man, I, I've had, I've had arguments in the middle of the newsroom. And people got to tell, tell me, like, yo, plus, especially, I've had arguments with an African-American producer of a show in the middle of the newsroom for somebody to say, yo, y'all know that's a bad look, right? I'm like, you know what? All I care about is a show. And, I, and listen, I, it's, for me, it's a, sign of, it's, it's a sign of passion. Like, I don't, I don't, have a, I don't okay. run away from an argument. No, I really don't. I don't a run away from man. an argument with producers or somebody's, colleagues. Somebody's husband, somebody's daddy in the middle of the newsroom arguing about sports. <laughs> No, 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 no. Not about like who's better, LeBron or Jordan. About I know, the show. but I'm saying, but ultimately it was gonna be in we the show. We should be arguing about the show. show. And I let a lot of swear words fly. Speaking of swear words, I wanna shout out something that I watch list. Add this to my watch list already. Do you know that Nicolas Cage is hosting a show called The History of Swear Words on Netflix, yes. a six-part series? And all I could think of was why the didn't I think of that? Why didn't I think to do Because <laughs> I... You cuss all the you time. You know, listen, I love Jesus, but you I... You probably cuss more than I, anybody I know. No question about it. No question about it. And, I, you know, unfortunately, my children are going to probably pick up that habit. But, hey, you know, they, they say they say profanity is connected to genius. Or maybe they didn't, but it just sounds good. Who said that? Who's that? Um, Who said that? I don't know. They... You know, okay. they, they they said it. They said it. One other they thing. Said they said it. Before we leave, we, can, we cannot have a show without talking about superhero movies. Have you heard about Spider-Man 3? Have you heard about Spider-Man 3? I have. Once upon a time, there was, a, there was a concern whether yeah. or not Tom Holland's Spider-Man was going to lead the MCU. This multiverse, first of all, it's a multiverse. Secondly, Benedict Cumberbatch is obviously back as Doctor Strange. Alfred Molina, underrated cinema villain, underrated movie villain. Alfred Molina, who was Doc Ock and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man. By the way, Maguire yeah. and... Andrew Garfield, they're gonna be the other Spider-Man in his in his multiverse. Alfred Molina's Doc Ock was so dope in Spider-Man 3 with Tobey Maguire. He's coming back for the Spider-Man 3. Jamie Foxx's Electro is coming back for Spider-Man 3. Good. Uh, hey. And then, then on top of all that, hold on, last thing, Charlie Cox's Daredevil, one of the best series from Netflix history, is in this Spider-Man 3. Oh my God. This is boy time. It's the Holly's, the Holly's boy time. We've been doing Spider-Man the last couple of weeks. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. It's hard not to add a side of hot, crispy hash browns to your favorite McDonald's breakfast. It's even harder not to eat said hash browns before you get home. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.